welcome to Becoming Soul, it's an entertainment talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew and David's back this week. We just did our uh, Westworld podcast but David's back. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I binged my way through the episodes of Better Call Soul because I couldn't get them because they're... Uh, I couldn't get the, the VPN to work to get the... Um, uk version of netflix and it's on amc in america and i didn't have access to amc so mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so david's back uh we're here to talk about season six episode 10 we've got just three episodes left of this whole thing uh so that's interesting but season six episode 10 nippy uh much more simple than whatever westworld was called this week <laughs> yes uh what did you make of this uh gene episode well, the fact that it was a Gene episode was kind of interesting. Um, I, I think it's the first time they've done a full Gene episode. I think so. Um, you know, we, there have always been little sort of clips before. Uh, the, I think there was one in the season five premiere. That was the last time we saw them. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's sort of interesting seeing Gene to his sole character to to get out of the sort of sticky situation that we found himself in uh, you know when somebody had recognized him so um yeah i i thought this was this was sort of interesting um as a sort of i don't know whether it's wrapping up that story particularly because you kind of got to assume that we're going to end up going back to gene at I, some I think point we will. yeah um you know, because we know that's where Sol ends up. So, yeah, we, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've said before we probably think we'd see a bit more of Gene, but maybe we'll see Gene in full colour towards the end. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll get a kind of colour Gene mm. and we'll end with him there. But, I mean, this was quite a nice, I mean, it's almost a bottle episode, this one. Um, mm. because it takes you out of the sort of main story and, and follows Gene. But they, they handled it well. You know, I I, I think it, it gives you a bit more of sort of them... them they needed to resolve that bit of the storyline um, because, you know, they had set it up of like, okay, Gene's in trouble because somebody's recognised him as soul. So they needed to find some way of resolving that. And I think to do that in a full episode... Um, and do it in black and white and, you know, just run it through. I thought we really, really well. I, I, you know, different, but we've talked about sort of our love-hate relationship with some of the bottle episodes, particularly on Walking Dead. But I think this one worked particularly well here. Yeah, yeah. No, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, it's interesting. I went online and like, okay, Gene episode, a bit different. What do people think of this? And uh, where I went to was Alan Seppermore's review. Um, I don't usually read like uh, everything of what he says, but it's usually like comments that I look at and stuff. And the the one thing that he because he made like a little Twitter thread and stuff. The one thing that he said is this seem this feels like it's going to be the polarizing fly episode for Better Call Saul, and I I, mm-hmm. I can I can see why he's saying that. Because in some of the comments, people are like this is the worst episode ever, or this is like really boring, and some people are like, oh no, if you like, if you didn't like this episode, you didn't really get it, and, and I feel that that's yeah. that's the case, um, or that you haven't like been seeing what's sort of going on. But I I really enjoyed it. I think it serves its own particular purpose. 
Um, and I, I, I think we'd all been quite hungry for Gene content. And I myself have wanted, I think we've mentioned this before, I'd wanted a whole episode. And I, I got it. I feel like we will get another one because I don't think that's where you end Gene. I, 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 yeah. feel, I feel like there's going to be a next thing to happen. And I will be quite surprised because see, seeing as Kim isn't dead... Mm-hmm. Um and obviously you know we we'll talk about but in terms of previous stuff Paul because if you've been gone a few weeks we have a few emails that go back to uh previous stuff so we'll leave that conversation for uh for that point at the end um but I I just have a feeling that I think it would make sense that with the gene stuff you include Kim at some point and you have some sort of not reunion of like oh we're back together but just them having a conversation. Um, plus that would be post everything Breaking Bad and everything like that, so there would be so many things that have happened. Um, because I think you also got to revisit Kim at some point. I I liked where the previous episode, you know, left them off in terms of telling that story. But, um, I I feel like that's the next piece. Because, well, we've got three three episodes left. So if if you did another Gene episode that's maybe connected to this... Uh, and then see where that goes, because there's also like the phone call to come up, and there's like, okay, what actually happens to to Gene? Because as we've known with the show, that this show, but both of these shows, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, they aren't really ones to sort of leave even side characters with unresolved stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've even seen like with Nacho's dad, um, and like lots of other different people as, as well. As to the show going back to those characters and kind of giving giving them a little last piece. Um, so that's kind of where I see these next episodes going. And what would make more sense to me is if you're going to do more Gene content, which I think they will, keep this moment. You've built up a little bit of momentum of like, hey, back to Gene and what's going on here. So if you cut back to like a soul episode and then back to Gene, I think that makes less sense. Again, I don't know how that would like completely work. Um, but to me, it fi- what feels like it would maybe make more sense is if you cleaned up this plot point or like finish this off in the next episode. Maybe not even the entire episode. Maybe like some of it, and then you go back to to Soul. Um, but I don't know. Again, I don't write the show or whatever, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, where where do you kind of see the next couple of episodes going, and where where do you think that Gene maybe fits into that? Well, I I just looked up to see, yes, three episodes left. The next episode, interestingly, is called Breaking Bad. So um, oh. that, that uh, I mean, we know a, a certain duo are going to show up. Um, so um, presumably they're going to show up in the next episode, given that that's what the title of it is. Mm. Um, which which would be interesting if, if that's the point where they collide and you've then got two episodes left. Um, so, you know, if, if that is going to be the point where they start to merge, are we then going to have an episode which is sort of more following soul whilst the events of Breaking Bad are happening? And then maybe we're going to get a final episode, which is sort of what happens sort of post breaking bad maybe yeah so maybe that last episode is going to be a sort of you know maybe gene but in full color because we're up to date in the timeline possibly mm. yeah I, you know i so i 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they structure those last three episodes, given that, as I say, according to the Wikipedia article, the next episode is called Breaking Bad, which would rather imply that's where the, 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 the two shows are going to start colliding. Um, and it would be interesting to have a sort of, epi- you know, a couple of episodes where they're essentially, you know, it is in the, in the same time period, but you're, you're following the events of what Sol was doing when, you know, Walt and Jesse were on camera, <laughs> you know? So, uh, mm. so yeah, uh, you know, cause we've, we've essentially, it looks like from where we ended the last, the, the previous episode, we've kind of lost Kim now out of that timeline and she's gone. So, um, yeah. And I do think that you're probably right. It would sort of make sense for, Kim to make a reappearance and maybe meet Jean at some point. Um, but, you know, then again, maybe not. We don't know what will happen with Jean. We don't know whether they're going to end up killing Jean off. It's, you know, we, I, you sort of want them to be able to meet up again and ride off into the sunset together. You know, you, the, the part of me kind of would like that because I think he sort of deserves it, you know, at this point, because you know, mm. he's been through so much. I mean, most of it, a lot of it, of his own making, of course, but you know i yeah it, it it's it's i'm really intrigued because you can't what's lovely is you can't tell where it's going for these last three episodes you know um we know that it has to dovetail into breaking bad at some point mm. um but we don't know exactly when that's going to happen and you know because i mean the the obvious way to do it would be to have the finals the very very final scene of being Walton jesse just walking into the office but the, the the title would imply that maybe that's going to happen earlier and then we'll have a couple of episodes after that and you know so we'll see but yeah i i mean i i don't know where they're going at the moment because they that's the other thing is with the last few episodes they've started to wrap up various stories so you you had um the the kind of big bad with uh uh Lalo um uh, you know now disappearing uh you know now being sort of killed off so he's gone so that's the sort of big bad gone you've got Gus's stuff with the drug cartel which has sort of been resolved and you know that, that that's kind of set up you've got Kim essentially leaving so we've got rid of that. So we are kind of at a point where we found Sol at the start of Breaking Bad, mm. or when we meet him in Breaking Bad. You know, we are at that point now. Yeah. So I think what also makes it interesting, like you kind of said, is okay. We know what has happened to Kim. We don't know completely where she. We know what happens to her and Jimmy. They simply break up because of yeah. You know, she stops becoming reasons. a lawyer and. Yeah, she stops becoming a lawyer and disappears somewhere. So yeah. we don't know where, but I mean, presumably she moves. I mean, America's a big, you know, the other side of the country. She could, you know, go and do something else entirely. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like in terms of not knowing completely where she ends up, and then not knowing where Jean ends up, um, which is really interesting. Like this late into a prequel show that they've managed to pull that off, which is which is pretty good. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, great episode. We'll get into the recap here in a minute. Um, I think this person's name who's written the recap is very interesting. We'll talk about that in a second as well. <laughs> 
But before we do that, uh, let's talk about uh, today's sponsor. We are, of course, sponsored by Manscaped at the moment. You can go on there and get various different men's grooming products. So if you're looking to get yourself, uh, you know, trimmed up or cleaned up for the summer, um, it's still relatively hot over here. Um, you know, hot enough to where you, where you might want to... Uh, Get, get a nice trim or whatever. Of course, you can go and do that with various different products from Manscaped. Uh, go over to Manscaped's website. And we've got good, we've got lots of good news for you. Uh, first of all, you don't need to type in anything. You don't need to press the M key to go over to Manscaped's website. If you simply scroll down to the link in the show notes, you can click on that. Go over to Manscaped's website. You'll see all that they've got available. Uh, different razors, shavers, different kits or sets of things. Uh, different deodorants, different clothes. Uh, lots and lots of different things. Again, all men's uh, sort of healthcare stuff as well uh different sort of like uh washing things as well um you can go and get over there uh but if you're wondering hey that's still gonna cost uh some money it will still cost you some money but not as much as it would have uh we've got a good deal going with manscaped at the moment if you uh once you go over to manscaped and select the products whether it's for for yourself or for somebody that you know a special occasion a treat a gift whatever or if it's just for you whatever the occasion may be uh, once you select what you'd like from manscaped's website again they got like different you know images and things like that and different descriptions as to what everything's all about so once you select what you want from there you get to your checkout you'll see that promo code box if you type in etalk uk that's so that's e-t-a-l-k uk and then you click apply you'll see that amount get chopped off by 20 percent a nice 20 percent off with the promo code etalk uk e-t-a-l-k uk to get 20 percent off your order with manscaped uh, very very well made products very good uh, even the packaging is great nothing's going to arrive sort of broken or shipped or you know ripped or anything um you know, nothing like that. So all very uh, first-hand, nothing sort of second-hand or anything like that. So your money is going to uh, something very good. Uh, so to get those products, uh, so Manscaped's website, promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K, UK, 20% off with Manscaped. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast. And thank you very much for listening. Now let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get into the recap. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show 
Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, I uh, did a United cast preview episode yesterday for the upcoming 22-23 to season, which has kind of started. We've had a bit of pre-season, a few transfers, a few players going in and out. Uh, not quite enough players going in, considering the... Um, I, 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 had, I had kind of a realisation on the podcast yesterday. I was trying to pick my first 11 and uh, the subs, and we don't actually have a lot of players uh, not, not as many as I, I thought that we did, so uh, we've got, got some good youth players coming through, which is always great, but that first 11 could do with uh, some more additions, some more competition. So I went through all of that, talked about who's in, who's out, who I would choose, all that kind of stuff. Talked about Ten Hag, talked about the Ronaldo saga, is he staying, is he going, talked about the De Jong saga, will Barcelona pay his wages, uh, will they stop buying players when they owe other players money, what will happen with De Jong, he doesn't actually apparently want to come to Man United anyway, so should we, should we stop pursuing it? All that kind of stuff. Lots of uh, still a bit too much drama going on around the club, which um, is is unfortunate. But I talked all about that: the Ronaldo saga, the Young saga, everything like that. So all that sort of stuff for the United cast. Uh, the first game, the first season game, actually is I think next Saturday, the seventh, seventh uh, of August, uh, twenty twenty two. We play against Brighton, uh, which last time when we played them. We lost 4-0, so let's hope that doesn't happen again. But uh, we've got a new squad, new manager, and things are looking cautiously optimistic. But anyway, uh, I'll be returning next weekend with my review for that game. Um, did a review for Trek to Yomi, gave that a possible skip. That's a completely spoiler-free uh, review. You can go and get that with Xbox Game Pass, or you can go and buy it on the PlayStation Store. Whatever you want to do with that. So that's Trek to Yomi. And I gave that a possible skip rating. Over on Gaming Talk Podcast this week, we talked about some more details about The Last of Us Part 1. If you're wondering, hey, Last of Us came out 10 years ago. Yes, this is a uh, remake and a redoing, sort of, of the first game. So that it's all, you know, better for, for PS5, all that kind of stuff. So talked about all of that. Uh, talked about FIFA 23 um, making a bit of history by having a woman on the cover. Um, bit overdue, but, you know, sooner rather than later for that. Uh, they're including some different things for the women's football as well. Uh, by the way, congratulations to the women's team who have reached the final of the... The actual real women's team uh, who have reached the final of the Euros. I believe that game's on Sunday. They got Germany in the final. So hopefully they, they can do what the men couldn't, which is win the Euros. But anyway, that's on Sunday. Talked about all that, the FIFA 23 stuff, and Mbappe returning to the cover as well. So it's the two of them on the cover. Uh, and some Game of the Year discussion so far as well. we still got some games to come out, some pretty big ones, but a so far discussion. Comic-Con happened, SDCC. Uh, Marvel and DC turned up. One of them had a lot more to say than the other one. I discussed both and the differences and what was and wasn't announced as well because uh, there was more that was announced with Marvel and more that wasn't with DC so I talked about both of those particular things. So, some some people may have uh, been looking forward to seeing a certain Henry somebody or other but uh, he wasn't there. So anyway, uh, did a don't skip review for Stray if you are somebody that likes cats um, you might like that game. Uh, just a note, by the way, with that as well, I, I did a, a full review for that. I gave it a don't skip rating first off a spoiler free. If you are going to get it, and this is just more of a kind of warning thing to avoid you spending more money than what you need to. If you're on the PlayStation Store and you look at the uh, PS Plus method of getting the game, don't upgrade to the third tier, upgrade to the second tier. The, the PlayStation Store will tell you to upgrade to the third tier. You don't need to, you don't need to spend that much money. You can upgrade to the second tier, I can't remember what it's called, but the second one. Uh, to save yourself a bit of money and so that you can still play Stray. So that's a don't skip review for Stray. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, Westworld, last week we covered Season 4, Episode 4. We have recorded the Season 4, Episode 5 podcast. Those should both be up. Th this episode and that new one, so for 4.05 for Westworld, should be up at around about the same time today. So look out for that podcast as well. 
and talked about Netflix, the IP problems that they've got, the content, comparing it to other streaming services and talking all about that. What does Netflix look like in the next two years, you know, to Stranger Things last season? And what do they look like after Stranger Things has finished? Uh, Miss Marvel did the full season review for that. First off, spoiler free, must see a review for that. Really, really enjoyed Miss Marvel. And that is what we've been doing. Uh, also reviewed uh, Thor, Love and Thunder recently as well. Uh, so that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. So this recap is uh, from TV Line. I think I've been getting my previous ones from uh, Wikipedia. I, I look on both to see who's got like what recaps and whatnot. So uh, this one's written by someone called Dave Nemetas. So not any M E T H, which would be my surname, which is any M E T H. This person is his surname is any M E T Z, and the first name is Dave. That's very close to your Probably first name and my surname. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure. Like um, the Nemets name, where, where that's from. Mine is from. Uh, it's Hungarian. I'm half Hungarian. For those of you that that didn't know, that's where the Nemeth name comes from. But yes, very very similar name. I'm very interested to see uh, or to know. Uh, I don't know where this person comes from. But anyway, that's who's written this week's recap on TV Line. Uh, Monday's episode was all about Gene. Uh, Gene. Takovich, um, finally giving us an update on Soul's post-Breaking Bad identity. Last time we saw Gene, which was in the Season 5 premiere, and of course we've had a bit of time between even the end of Season 5, the beginning of Season 6, and now we're into the later half of Season 6, so it, it, it's been a minute since we've, since we've seen him, because they had all the COVID delays and that kind of stuff as well, so, because what, what was the last season was in 2020, wasn't it? So, uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's when like Westworld last aired, and we, we covered those at the same time and stuff, so it's been a while. Um, he was being tailed by a mysterious guy named Jeff, uh, but uh, he told cleaner um, Ed Galbraith he would uh, fix it myself. Now we see um, what that looks like. Uh, Jean tracks down Jeff's elderly mum, Marion, and then it says, hi, Carol Burnett. Um, oh, yes. Um, Carol Burnett is, is a fairly famous American actress. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why... Um, that, yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she had a thing called The Carol Burnett Show. She was in, I think she was in 30 Rock. She's, I mean, she's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, yes. I, I couldn't recall her particularly from a show that I've seen, but I, I sort of recognised her face a bit, but I couldn't like yes. place where I'd seen her. So, um, hey, if you've seen her before, then that's great. Uh, and integrates himself um, to her with a made-up story about a missing dog named Nippy, hence the name of the episode. Uh, he also secretly snaps a wire uh, in her motorized scooter so that he'll have to help her home. So, again, doing the very, you know, uh, Soul Goodman uh, kind of thing. Um, when Jeff gets home from work, he finds Jean laughing up with Marion in their kitchen. They're drinking and cooking dinner and all sorts of stuff. And Jean shoots a puzzled uh, Jeff a smug look. Uh, yeah, we, we you know, th- this is a very Soul Goodman thing to do. You know, he tries to pretend that he's, you know, the good guy and that he's not cutting old women's wires on their, you know, on their scooter and stuff. So he's working his way into into mm-hmm. her life. And, of course, this is because of Jeff. And Jeff is the taxi driver from before that we'd, that we'd seen. Uh, was that really the last time that we saw him in the taxi? I felt yes. like it was... I mean, it was years ago, but it felt like it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Several episodes ago. But, yeah, this is him kind of getting back to that kind of stuff. Um, so are you, are you yourself familiar with Carol? Burnett? um vaguely um n- not specifically in any role i just sort of know her from you know um 
thinks <laughs> you know she's one uh-huh. of those people that's been around for such a long time that you kind of i know the name i don't particularly remember her for anything particular mm. yeah but uh what do you think of uh what i guess gene is is up to here well i mean it's him going very much back to his soul roots mm. you know um that that's which is is great you know you you're starting to see because he's been sort of stuck keeping his head down working at cinnabon you know doing all that sort of stuff and and you sort of see this as an opportunity for him to break out his kind of scheming again which is kind of nice to see mhm yeah so uh yeah he's working his way in we we, we know what's kind of going on there um yeah, because interestingly, he, the, the snow stops her first and then, like, cuts the wire so, like, she thinks her, her bike is sort of done or whatever. Um, she does mention that, like, oh, he fixed it afterwards, like, he taped it up or something. So I found that kind of interesting because uh, she's going to notice at some point that that wire's cut. So uh, once they're alone, so after all the, you know, fake happy kind of stuff, uh, once they're alone, Jeff threatens Jean and says, all I have to do is pick up the phone and it's bye-bye Soul Goodman. But Gene has a better idea. Uh, he knows all Jeff wants is a bigger piece of the pie and promises to cut him one. And he says, here's the deal. I will show you the game and then we're done. Uh, interesting, like, point there that, you know, the whole we're done thing, because that gets mentioned at the end of the episode as well, so a bit of a bookend kind of thing. He tells Jeff, uh, he, says, he says that to Jeff, and a new scam is born. Um, Gene goes home and puts on his soul Goodman pinky ring, I had a question about that which I'll ask in a minute, uh, to complete the transformation. Um, Gene starts bringing a couple of extra Cinnabons to the... Actually, we should stop here and talk about this for a minute, maybe. Is this his... Because um, he did get married to Kim, didn't he? Yes. Is this his wedding ring? Or is this a different I'm not ring? Sure. I'm, I wasn't entirely sure on the the reason for the pinky ring that that kind of threw me slightly uh so i don't i don't think it's his wedding ring because it'd be mm-hmm. on the wrong finger so I, i'm not sure i was, I was just kind of thinking maybe it's uh like i don't know way to keep kim in his memory but instead of making it look like he's married it's just a, a piece of jewelry that's because he puts this on his little finger doesn't he yeah instead um so i don't did know he, did he wear this in better call soul uh, in I, I in in, uh, in, in Breaking Bad, sorry. I guess he must have done. Yeah. Right. No, I was just, I was so just kind of thinking it, at the time, like, because given previous episodes, you had the breakup thing with Kim, and then you're doing a whole thing with a ring here. I was just trying to like see if there was something there. So, mm. um, but what do you think? Uh, I guess the conversation here about like him, you know, him clearly wanting a piece of the pie, uh, pie and. Yeah, well, it's 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 again, it's a Soul Goodman move. It's yeah. him, you know, kind of going. No, what you want is you want, you know, you want stuff, you want things, you want you want to know how how this all works, and mm-hmm. you know, I can give that to you. So he's he's you know, it's it's him being Soul basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jeff does pick up a lot of stuff later yeah. on, a lot of stuff. In the episode, so uh, that that was pretty good. Um, yeah, a bit of tenseness in the conversation. I liked it, and again, the black and white thing is uh, quite interesting as well. So, Gene uh, starts then bringing a couple of extra Cinnabons to the male security office, which uh, the head security guard Frank, and this is High Parks and Rex, Jim. Um, I can't remember how much I've seen of Parks Jim? and Rec, but I don't remember this guy. 
So yeah. Jim O'Hare, I I don't know Jim O'Hare at all. Right. Um. I remember, obviously, got Chris. Um. What's his name? Guardians of the Galaxy guy, Chris Pratt. He's uh one of the main characters, and you got some other people. But it's yes. been a while since I've seen Parks and Rec, and I've never finished it. So. Um, happily gobbles up with his back to the monitors. Interesting little note. Gene times exactly how long it takes Franks to finish uh, his bun each time. He does this for a long, long time. There's like a good old Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul style montage. Uh, and he also browses the mall's department security uh, store, Lancaster's, uh, counting his steps as he goes. And says, so what is this guy up to? Obviously, he's up to Saul Goodman scam sort of stuff um he was also i think he was looking to see like okay how long does it take security to like where, where's the security at here um so that was that was quite interesting what i find interesting with this guy um frank right so he gets in show the first scene and he's like oh because because he says about like, oh when he had the heart attack or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, or the you know the, the attack and he says oh this is me giving you this as a thank you um because kind of saved his life and he puts the cinnabon down. He gives them one, one to each of them, right? And this guy says, like, oh, don't tell my wife, you know, watching the diet and stuff. And you can yeah. tell this is a is a bigger guy. He's like, oh, you know, d- d-. and then he does the classic sort of, I'm on a diet, but, oh, you know, just this once kind of thing. And then he ends up eating loads of these things. Like, yes. it, it, it becomes a week. I think he goes there once a week, I think. Um, it's not once every day. I think it's, like, once a week or something. Um mm-hmm. And it's like I get it. I guess it just be, it just became part of their routines. And yeah. Frank just was kind of like, "Hey, this is you know." They started talking about football, American football, um, mm-hmm. and also the kind of thing. And it became, I guess, like a lads' break thing of like, "Hey, let's talk about football and eat some cinnabon <laughs> stuff." So it it yeah. snuck. And again, this is Soul's intent or Gene's intention is a way to sneak it into his routine and make it a normal thing. But of course, we know yeah. Gene's up to you know doing the, the watch yeah, thing right. and, and timing yes. him so yeah it's just interesting as like oh don't tell my wife i'm watching my diet and then like 10 weeks later he's eating 10 of these things so yes yeah uh what do you think of uh what gene's up to here well yeah it was kind of difficult to tell exactly what was going on yeah. at this point. i mean it makes sense fairly quickly afterwards but um yeah sort of marking out the department store and and yeah timing the security guards and yeah it's it, again, it's a very soul scam, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, I liked I liked that in the montage. I thought it was it was pretty good. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it sort of like sneakily, because I think his watch was upside down. I was like trying to tell like, okay, what what is he sort of doing? Um, and the watch wasn't that bright either, so I couldn't really quite clearly see the numbers. So again, all very intentional. But um, I thought that was very good. Uh, we find out when Gene, uh, so it says, what is this guy up to? We find out when Gene sets up an exact replica, this must have taken some work, uh, of the <laughs> department store's dimensions in a snowy field. Um, d- training Jeff to steal the priceless stuff uh, during the three plus minutes. I think it was like three minutes, ten seconds or something like that. Three minutes, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, three minutes it takes Frank to eat his Cinnabon. Um just take three of each item. Though Jeff warns, sorry, though Gene warns Jeff, that way they won't notice until they do the infantry in three days, uh, by which time the security tapes will be in, uh, taped over, so like a 72-hour thing. Jeff isn't sure about the scheme, and I love this next bit, which sounds crazy to him. So Gene invokes the story of Walter White, 
in a, in a gene scene, which is really cool. I'll tell you what's crazy. A 50-year-old chemistry teacher comes into my office. The guy is so broke that he can't pay his own mortgage. One year later, he's got a pile of cash as big as a Volkswagen. That's crazy, he says. And then that's enough to convince Jeff to take the plunge. I love this reference to Walter White. And it's so perfect yeah. within this thing and a motivational thing. Um, I, I do in general love when Better Call Saul references Breaking Bad because it's... I don't know if it's like nostalgic if Breaking Bad's old enough to be that, but it's very much sort of like, oh, you know, is is referencing something and specifically with again with it with the gene stuff, we've not really again, we've not seen loads of gene content, so him referencing back to not even, you know, Better Call Soul days, but Breaking Bad days and saying about like the story of Walter White, which obviously we know about. I thought that was really so and um, one thing to say about whether it's Jimmy, Soul or Gene doesn't hold back when he goes to do these sorts of things. I mean, we no. saw with the whole Howard scheme, we've seen with lots of other schemes, and how he plans things. And what's almost kind of more interesting in certain situations is, really, this is just to find this guy and get involved and you know make sure things don't go wrong. Um, and I almost... Because when you don't show on screen of like, hey, I'm going to plan to do this and this and this, it leaves us guessing as the audience. But it's also sort of like... It's that classic sort of pop-up thing of like what are you up to like you get hints as like okay he set up yeah. this massive thing he wants him to do a store run but what is it i i, I like the way that better call soul um because specifically with the way that soul operates or, or gene operates um because you didn't really get that same exact thing with with breaking bad and with heisenberg like it, that was just more kind of the, the deals and stuff but with this being the you know slipping jimmy scheming jimmy gene thing um, I like the way that those those these stories are told. So uh, anyway, what do you think of what's going on here? Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is the sort of reveal of what the scam actually is. And uh, again, it's a very soul thing. It's very much him going back to, to that. I do love that Walter White reference. Um, I, I think that was great. Uh, it's not entirely the Walter White reference that gets him to sort of convince Jeff to take the plunge it's more the fact that the partner the younger partner is sort of going well i'll do it you know this sounds okay and that that sort of that and the the walter white thing sort of pushes him over the edge but um yeah it's it's just a really nice to see gene kind of donning the the sort of soul goodman scheming hat again you know um I, I i do really like this and the fact that it's planned out sort of so meticulously they've got three minutes you take three of each items these is running that kind of rhyme as uh, you know through of, of, of like you know three Armani suits for you or whatever it was and, and you know he's to, to, to sort of remind him what he's supposed to be getting as he gets to each point it was just really well thought out and interestingly put together so mm. yeah I I thought this was just wonderful and and then of course we you know from that we then get to see it actually happening in action having them, them having sort of done the test you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, manager Kathy does a morning walkthrough, uh, noticing a scuff on the floor uh, when she's interrupted by delivery of uh, a huge wooden crate that she didn't order. Um, she So she calls the delivery super, uh, guy's supervisor, which is Jean, to complain. Jean la- uh, launches into a long story about how long it would take him to come and pick it up. So Kathy uh, reluctantly agrees to hold the crate there overnight. Um, now the stage is set. Uh, and when Frank digs into his Cinnabon um, that night as usual, so 
again same routine thing Jean uh, texts Jeff that it's go time um, Jeffrey emerges from the crate and runs through the store grabbing Armani suits uh, Air Jordans and uh, just like they practice a bunch of different stuff Jean watches over Frank's shoulder as Frank um, drones and oblivious uh, drones on obliviously about Nebraska football uh, and it's all going to plan until Jeff runs into the freshly clean spot so it's now cleaned but no wet floor side apparently uh, where the scuff and slips, knocking himself out cold. Um, that looked like it hurt a lot, didn't it? Yeah. It really, that would really... Uh, you get this little, like, noise stud as well. It's, yeah. Oh, that really, really hurt. Um, yeah, interesting that, like, I, I do a cleaning job at a school and there's, like, this going on in the episode. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got to put your wet floor signs down. Um, I get told that <laughs> at work and stuff. And... Uh, Sometimes there's different wet floor signs to put down as well. I, I, I learned that recently as well. So, yeah, so that people don't walk into rooms or places and slip over like this, because otherwise you're the one that gets in trouble. Um, so I found that interesting. Uh, yeah, and then it, it gets into this whole, like, um, story with that Jean's telling. Um, these scenes were great. Uh, again, this is, like, everything going into full motion. Um, there's also a bit of a sort of, like, not really song, but he's sort of, like, saying one something or other, two something or other, and he counts up to, like, 15, I think, or something. Um, realises at one point he's forgotten, uh, to go and get, because he puts a bunch of this, bunch of these clothes into this box, and we slowly learn, like, it all comes together as, like, what's kind of going on. Uh, and then he goes back for some stuff, and you could just see this look from Gene of like, oh god, like is it is he gonna is he gonna be able to do this? Yeah. Um, yeah, but he slips over. Um, we learn it, it goes okay in the end, and Gene has to do this whole speech. Uh, what did you think of the? I guess the first part of this. Uh, yeah. Planned out heist. Well, I mean, it seemed to be going fairly well. He's reciting the sort of rhyme that Gene was teaching him right. whilst so he's in he tune was running with, around. So in he's, tune and in time. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you know, he they're going sort of fairly well round. It's all going okay. You knew the moment he mentions says, "I'll get somebody to come and polish that." You knew where this was going to go. Uh, so it was it was blatantly obvious that he was going to end up slipping on the floor, and that was going to cause problems. But um, yeah, I mean, really fun scene to sort of see him running around, and then then Gene having to deal with the aftermath in the next bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just it's like because this it's interesting when Gene Jimmy Soul or whatever gets challenged in this way. Of like everything's going alright, he's picking up the stuff, Frank's chatting away, eating. Oh, he slipped. And he's he's not just slipped in the way of like, oh he slipped, he can kinda of pick things up and get back up. He properly like smacked his head and Yeah, was out. Yeah. Was was cold out, yeah. Um did you think he would or wouldn't get back up? How how did you think that would go? Because I just just like Yeah, I... it, it, is Gene gonna have to like run in himself or something? Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, I, I kind of, I kind of thought that you know you're probably gonna, Jim's gonna have to sort of keep him busy and hope that Jeff gets back up. Which I mean, of course, he he does eventually. I kind of thought that they get away with it, but mm. yeah, yeah, but uh, very scary, very scary. Uh, Gene can only watch in horror as Jeff lies motionless on the floor, uh, on the tile, and, and Frank finishes off his Cinnabon. He starts to turn his back to the cameras, but Gene stops him by um, breaking into sob and uh, crying, and he doesn't know what he's doing with his life. Uh, Frank asks, has a wife to go home to? 
but I've got no one. Uh, my parents are dead, my brother is dead, I have no wife, no kids, no family. If I die tonight, no one would care. Um, and it says here in brackets, wow, this hits hard, knowing how true it is for Jimmy after what happened to Chuck and Kim. Frank warmly consoles him and uh, it gives Jeff time to get his feet together and stagger out of frame before Jeff, uh, before, before Frank gets back to work. Uh, the next morning, Jeff sneaks out the store uh, after hiding in the in, in the bathroom all night. I did wor- I did wonder about that actually. Yes. And a delivery worker picks up the crate now teeming with the luxury goods. Um. So what's kind of most noteworthy here is Gene's speech because everything he says here is true. Like, he's not really. I mean, yeah. He's, he's not really got anybody that knows him. Uh, Kim is a wall. Chuck is dead. Howard, who was kind of his friend, is is dead. Um, other people in his life has kind of gone. Like we've not seen in any of these Gene scenes, like anybody else kind of showing up. And when he's been like home on his own or whatever, it's just been you know quiet life with with Gene. So it it's true. Um, a few people kind of wondering like, okay, is this not only this obviously is used as a distraction, but is this Gene kind of reflecting on? where he is and is his like sobbing and stuff like that is it real i don't really think i don't know i, I wasn't reading the scene at the time and thinking like oh this is properly gene reflecting on his life because everything he's saying is true but i don't know i don't feel like he's is he truly bothered by i mean it's bad stuff that's happened right you know parents gone no kids no wife no friends uh he's just kind of got the cinema place and he's been bonding with frank um fakely kind of bonding with frank like i don't think that bond is real he's just using it for the for this heist this scheme uh what what do you make of uh gene's speech how much do you think of it as like real or how much do you, i don't know what would you would you make well of it? i mean yeah it is all true yeah but i i don't think he particularly cares that much no. i think you know it's one of those things that i think you know he can use because they always say the best lies are buried in truth so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what he's using here. But I, I don't think it's actually affecting him as such, or it certainly doesn't appear to be as much, you know, um, at the time. So, yeah, I mean, yes, it's true, but I, 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 he's using it as a delay tactic, and I think that's all it is to Gene. Mm. I wonder if there's a part of that that... Still, there's like Kim's in the back of his mind, probably, because Kim mm. is the one who's like alive, at least. Well, yes, so, uh, what we know awesome. of. Um, and that's kind of where I go back to the ring thing a little bit, because I'm wondering if like, I thought like Gene's general mood, the way he walks around, is very kind of like, you know, depressed kind of mood. It, like, like Kim must be in the back of his mind at least, of thinking like I had something good there and it, it went all wrong, and look at where I am now. I think there's maybe a sliver of that. I don't know within this speech, but Kim must be in the back of his mind, I think, at least. Because um, she's kind of like the the one who got away. That like, I don't know. Do, do you think there's something in, the, in maybe the back of his mind regarding Kim? Possibly? Well, possibly. I, I just, uh, just talking about the ring, I've actually just looked it up. It's Marco's ring. Uh, Marco's ring was the pinky ring of the deceased scam artist Marco... Uh, that was given to his friend and partner in crime, Jimmy McGill, by his mother. So that's, yeah, you're going back quite a few episodes 
for that. Um, so, and yeah, he, he, he continued to wear the ring for years, even after becoming the sleazy criminal lawyer at Seoul government. So that's so, so that's the significance of the ring, which makes sense because you know that was the ring that uh, Marco, who was his sort of um, who who was his friend and sort of the scam artist, his old friend uh, that was at high school with him. It was his pinky ring, and he was the person that first person that sort of started them on scams together. Mm. Yeah. So so that it makes sense. That's why the the, the ring is there mm-hmm. uh, one other thing I thought was almost going to happen in this scene when Frank goes to put some of the clothes in the box he starts staggering a bit and mm-hmm. I thought like oh is he going to put the clothes in close the box and then like fall over because he, yeah. he almost did and I thought oh is he going to like collapse next to this box but no he manages to make his way into the into the bathroom so uh, yeah. there we go uh, back in the garage, this is after everything's happened. Uh, Jeff and his friends giggle. Jeff and his friend uh, giggle over the newfound riches, but Gene isn't laughing. He reminds them that they face several decades in prison. He says like ten years for this, ten years for that, ten years for whatever. So decades, counting it all up, in prison if they're caught and if they turn on him, um, he'll rat them out. And then uh, you don't have to uh, threaten us. We're all friends here, Jeff. Please, uh, but Gene is firm. I am not your friend. He warns. Uh, them to not try anything like this again and stay out of his life starting now ordering Jeff to say the words we're done so going back to the start of the episode um, Marion almost catches them but they pretend to be working on Jeff's car and Jean helps her with her groceries uh, with Marion telling him um, Jeff fell in with a bad crowd in Albuquerque um, but she's glad uh, Jean is a good influence hmm <laughs> Uh, she asks about Nippy, and Gene says uh, he got him back. Um, after all that, a happy ending. Uh, and then we still have the, the ending of the episode to talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, so I guess does this wrap up the taxi driver stuff? I mean, it's, it's got the whole we're done thing and that the heist is completely finished. Um, yeah. I think it probably does. I, yeah. I think I, I think that was the resolution to the the sort of because even the nappy of... thing got res- re- resolved. Yes, I mean it. It would seem that that has wrapped up that part of the the story. You know, so I think I think we're done with that now. Right. Plus, we have only got three episodes left, so yeah, you haven't got and the... it's yeah. What's what's genius about that in the in the reveal of this as well is also the fact that you know not only did he come up with this scheme he came up with a scheme that really stitches Jeff up of if he Mm. talks to anybody that's it the years and years in prison because you know he set them up so they hired the van across state lines so that's like traveling you know that's like a federal crime and you know so there's a whole bunch of things that he lined up to make damn sure that if any of them talk uh, if you say it's mutually assured destruction so if you turn me and i turn you in and we all go to prison for an incredibly long time so you're it, it's it's genius the the setup for it um you know because not only was it sort of it wasn't just about breaking into this place it was about setting him you know jeff up so he's in a position where he can't say anything hmm. yeah it's really really clever yeah so that's all good um 
But yeah, I like the whole we're done thing and everything like that. I think the dialogue here and everything is great. Nippy gets concluded. Um, don't really need to visit Marion again, I suppose. So yeah, we'll see uh, where we go after that. Uh, of course, there's still, still the Cinnabon work stuff. So Gene goes back to work at Cinnabon, looking more confident than we've seen him before. He takes his lunch break and heads over to the department store, checking out uh, a garishly uh, coloured uh, shirt and tie that Sol Goodman would love. He holds it in front of himself in the mirror, um, but he puts it back and walks away. And then that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, you, you got to wonder at this point with Gene... I guess what's on his mind, really. Like, everything he went mm-hmm. through being Jimmy, and then Soul, and then Breaking Bad, and then now, you know, obviously stuff with Kim, and everything else that's happened. Um, and then, you know, trying to you know, use the cleaner and everything, and get away and change his identity twice. Um, yeah, it's probably some rings of his past and stuff that are, that are hanging around. I still think Kim is, is in the back of his mind, at least. Um mm-hmm. Whether he like does or doesn't know where she is, or he wants to find her or something, I, I still think that's in the back of his mind. But this, with the whole suit thing, obviously, you know, the lawyer suiting up and everything. Um, this was this was an interesting touch. I just wonder if that's gonna like where that's gonna go with that. Because um, like, if you were to ask me, okay, what happens in this ne- in these next three episodes? I kind of have no idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is I, interesting for yeah. a prequel, like, because yeah, I, I mean, I suppose it's because. In the, with this gene stuff, we don't know where that goes, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know where things go, but that, that's really good. Because um, I, I do think, I think for the Gus Cartel stuff, I don't think we need to go back there necessarily. Well, this, is, this is what I was saying earlier. It's been really interesting the last few episodes was they've they've wrapped up major plot points. Yeah, the Lilo mm-hmm. prop, plot points been wrapped. The Gus stuff has been pretty neatly wrapped. We're now at a point where Kim is seemingly just going to leave. So we are at a point where you're starting to potentially just cross over with Breaking Bad. And, you know, um, then you've got this Gene thing, which is also wrapped relatively neatly. I mean, we're assuming that we may come back to it towards the end even if it's just a sort of five minute coder or something but um yeah i mean i i I think that's been the interesting thing is is you would think that you know like with breaking bad it ends with a fairly big shootout but with this you've got rid of the big bad characters um you know, you you've got rid of the immediate threats. You've got rid of the big bad characters. So, how are you going to end this series? Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the next episode apparently is called Breaking Bad, which would imply that it may be when we see um, what Jesse show up. So, if that is the case, you've then got two episodes to fill with what exactly you know so mm-hmm. I, I i cannot see where they're going to end it which i love you know for a prequel mm-hmm. i still think it's got to be um kim and gene or kim and something because i even though we know that okay they break up and that goes from there i would kind of like to know make you could kind of do a little a little series or a little el camino style thing i would like to kind of know if Kim then meets back up with Jean in these in these episodes and she's not in Breaking Bad at all, I kind of would like to know what she's been up to the whole time. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think there is something in that. And mm. um, not necessarily a series, but I think, you know, there is potentially something that in the last episode we do see that possibly. Um, you know, we see them getting coming back together in some way. But um, because, they, you know, I mean, she did that big speech about we're not good for each other. They love each other, but they're not good for each other. They, you know, mm. so... I, I don't know. I will see where that goes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I have no idea, which I I really like the fact that we're three episodes before the end of the entire show. And I have no idea what they're going to do for those three episodes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, at the end of the episode, we have some uh, longish emails to get into. Uh, they're all from one person called Reginald, who's written in before. So if you're Reginald, I'm about to read out your stuff, because you have sent in some old stuff. What I thought I'd use this as as well, some of this touches on things that were episodes where you weren't here. So, like, some right. Lalo stuff, some of the Kim stuff, so you'll be able to get in some of your, your thoughts there. I know you've kind of mentioned certain things, but I thought we could use it for that as well. Uh, by the way, if you want to write in to us, you can, uh, of course, let us know your thoughts. What do you think happens in these last three episodes? Where do you think we go with Jean, Kim... Whatever else, do you think there's any surprises? Uh, where do you think those two certain people from that other show might show up? All that kind of stuff. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, contact page, information in your show notes. Uh, there's also the email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. So Reginald, with email number one, uh, says, Whether your audience is one person or a thousand, your message shouldn't be your only uh, concern. The best uh, communicators know that if they they want their message to be received correctly, they need to know uh, these things about their audience. What do they know? What are their needs? What do they care about? In fun and games, so previous episode, some characters know their audience, um, some characters know their audience, and some don't. Uh, Kim and Jimmy are both confronted by Howard's a widow who is suspicious of their recent interactions with their late husband. Jimmy, talking about his own feelings, uh, totally strikes out with uh, Cheryl Hamlin. On the other hand, Kim, using uh, a knowledge of the Hamlin's uh, marital discord uh, and the rumours about Harold using drugs, uh, viciously and effectively turns the tables on Cheryl. I think you're right about that, as kind of the intention. Uh, using false uh, compassion and reverse psychology, Kim tells Cheryl, you were his wife, you would have known, and leaves the widow crushed under a mountain of guilt and doubt. Uh, that's pretty much so they could just get out of that situation, I think. So, uh, Mike selflessly um, looking to com uh, comfort Nutra's father and selfishly uh, trying to a usage, a, a suge, uh, his own guilt, uh, says precisely the wrong thing to Mr. Varga. Um, yeah, because he kind of mentions about, like, we're looking to get, um, what was it he said? Justice, he justice. says. Justice, yeah, and he's like, no, this isn't justice, this is, like... This is revenge. Revenge, because yeah. this is the way your cartel people operate, and you're all the same kind of thing, so I think that's what he meant by that. Uh, there is a language barrier between the two men, but it has nothing to do with English versus Spanish. It has to do with the definition of uh, morality for each man. I think it also has to do with, like, revenge versus the other one. Uh, what do they both mean to both people as well, which I talked about a bit at the time. Uh, after all this time, Hector still doesn't know what Don Ladio cares about. Uh, he couldn't care less about Lalo's death or Gus's hatred. Um, Eladio even tells Gus that he knows Gus uh, hates him. I mean, for Hector, it's more just about getting back at Gus, really. You see in mm -hmm. every single scene, and it's brilliantly played by the actors, just because, obviously, Hector doesn't say 
with words it's more facial acting and, and the bell and everything um that's more just about i'm gonna squint really hard at gus and let him know how much i hate him with my face and he doesn't like looking at my face so i'm gonna just keep staring at him on my face and ringing my bell endlessly which don Lodio pointed out in the last episode of like oh that stupid bell like you know kind of thing so yeah uh that was good uh Eladio cares about peace and revenue uh, a tiny part of uh, Aladio probably believes Gus is up to something. If Hector could have convinced Aladio that Lala's assassination attempt cost the cartel, Aladio would have gone after Gus. Uh, Gus knows uh, his audience, begging for his life to, um, begging for his life, or trying to rationalize with Aladio about his innocence would be fruitless. Uh, Gus wisely stays silent about uh, and and lets the facts speak for themselves instead of looking like a coward in this hyper macho setting. Of course all these you know powerful men sitting around each other. Uh, let's just go um, let's take this sort of piece by piece because you've got uh, Jim and Kimmy then you've got Mike and um, Nacho's father Varga um so what do you think of uh, kind of what Reginald's saying here and what are your thoughts on the on the Jim and Kimmy situation and also pertaining towards the Howard and the, the marriage thing like that, those kind of areas? Yeah, I mean, yes, he sort of alludes to it's kind of know your, your audience, mm. uh, you know, a lot of this um, and, you know, the Kim coming to the realisation that she loves Jimmy, but they are very dangerous together, you know, because as we've said before, you know, Kim was the one that was, was always fairly straight down the line and her, you know, getting sucked into Jimmy's orbit had, you know, she's having far too much fun and she realizes that. And now Howard's dead and she feels responsible for that. But even, from that to protect herself and to protect Jimmy, she prepares to give a really quite damaging lie to the grieving widow for that, mm. you know? Um, so, yeah, you can see at that that she needs to go, you know, because this is only going to get worse if she stays there because she's they they're going to keep egging each other on and it's going to get worse and one person's already died god knows what would happen if they stayed together mm. longer so you know with those people in the places they are at that time yeah so yeah i, I yeah that i find kind of interesting and then the the drug the drug side of things again know your audience you know he plays Gus plays that perfectly he knows that there is no proof and they the can see that they can play Hector as a crazy old man because he can't really speak for himself and mm. he knows that there's no proof of it so and he kind of knows that Hector's already a bit of an annoyance to the others and all they want is a quiet life really i mean you know they want the peace they want to be able to just keep on making money um so he just goes with i don't think this deserves it he basically he, i mean he doesn't say it in exactly this way but he's basically this is ridiculous i don't think i even need to answer to this it's so stupid he's, he's kind of what he's saying 
mm. essentially. I mean, he does it in a far more subtle way than that, but that's basically what he's saying to them. Um, so, yeah, he, th- this is, you know, just just the perfect way to play it, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's it's knowing who you're talking to and and yeah, it, it it's uh, it's just really well structured. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think for Kim, it's also just you, you kind of see with her like the end of I think it's um, six or nine. Uh, fun and games, which isn't really, which wasn't really fun and games, but anyway, that's kind of the point. That's like after Chuck and Howard and Lalo and everything with Mike, and it's like we're just on this destructive path, and I need to go. Um, it is interesting that the way that she phrased the breakup, which is absolutely true, of like we do love each other, but because of the worlds that we're in, and you know, you've kind of crossed me over into this sort of dangerous world. Um, that we just like we have to break up and separate because it's it's just too it's just got too much it's got too dangerous, but it's not her falling out of love with him. It's because of what they've both done, and and there has been points like we saw the end of I think season four, Jimmy doing the better call soul pointing guns. End of season five, I think she does the pointing guns, and then they both like it was it was him getting her involved in stuff, but she also kind of was like hey yeah we should go after Howard and all this kind of stuff so it was more Jimmy's fault but again it was Kim being sort of like I I am having too much fun doing this and I can't wait to take down Howard because he's an arse and all this kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. see how it all all, all fell together so that was good Uh, Reginald says uh, says his next email Uh, like ginger ale that's lost its uh, carbonation the writers of point and shoot so that was the uh, 608 I think um, which was the Lalo episode, uh, left us with an episode that is tasty to some degree, but also is mostly bland. Uh, the tastiest part is when Jimmy immediately goes into uh, sliver something soul mode and talks uh, Lalo into keeping him hostage while letting Kim go. Uh, it was also good um, that they tied up uh, the Howard and Lalo storyline and didn't drag them out needlessly. Yeah, I thought they paced that really well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to, you had to, with this whole big scheme thing with Howard, you had to pace that very, very well. So, because some people thought that took a bit too long, but when you look at that board and you see how much stuff was put together, it's like, you can't really do that in a couple of episodes. So, plus it was about, um, oh, what's the guy's name? He's in Young Sheldon as well. Um, Howard's, uh, other person he works with, Cliff? Oh, uh, Cliff, yes. Yeah, it was about getting him to think like, oh, there is something wrong with Howard. Like yes. it's not just you know whatever. So that was that was well told. Uh, but those were f- the few refreshing waves in an otherwise ocean of uh, tedium. Um, but how many times have we seen uh, Lalo outwit Mike and his guys? Lalo makes Mike look like a blind man um, looking in a dark room for a black cat that's not even there. Uh, the main problem with point and shoot is not its predictability. I mean that's kind of a bit of a, a prequel thing as well. Um, see, with the prequel, it's more about, okay, we know what's going to happen, but how does it happen? Right? Like, that's... We know yes. where some of these characters end up, but, like, okay, tell me the story of how it happens. So, uh, not with its predictability. This is a prequel, so a certain amount of predictability is baked into the very fabric of the story, and that's all right. Uh, everyone knew the ship was gonna was uh, going down, 
but millions still flocked to see the Titanic. Uh, what's bad is that at times the writing was uninspired and uh, border- bordering on lazy. Reginald uh, says here. The most egregious example is the final showdown between Gus and Lalo. Now, I haven't fully read all of this email, and I had some issues with that, so I'm curious to see if my thoughts line up with uh, with Reginald's here. Um, we know that Gus has a hidden gun in the super lab, but even with the knowledge that there is a certain amount of suspense present, will Gus get to the gun in time? If Gus shoots Lalo, will he kill him or just wound him? But when Gus does his leap, um, cheap imitation of the brilliant... Something Nacho gave before he died. Uh, it took all the fizz out. By doing this, we knew exactly where this was going to happen next. Gus is surely going to kill Lalo now. Um, it was like the writers thought they could uh, recreate how special that moment was when Nacho took his uh, own took back his uh, ownership of his own life because he sort of took the situation, I suppose. Uh, but while Nacho's speech was uh, soul-stirring, Gus's blatant rip-off was uh, stomach-turning. Um, there's some comparisons to be made. I do think Nacho's scene is is better is a better one. So, um, yeah, maybe if Gus had used his own vocabulary and the natural uh, inflection of his own voice, it would have been more meaningful. Copying the vulgarity, uh, sorry, vulgarity and speech pattern of Nacho was beneath him and insulting to us as an audience. Even though it was a ruse to keep Lalo distracted, it still seemed forced and was off putting uh, than the last part here to be fair uh, perhaps the writers were trying to show us how clever Gus is by um, him even using that effective technique of his enemies yeah my 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 problem here is very similar to Reginald's because I said at the time on the episode it's pitch black he knows where the gun is but um, and he has to like trip up this wire mm-hmm so he trips up the wire, makes it completely pitch black, he knows where the gun is, so he's got to jump over to that, make sure he picks up the gun, aim it actually at Nacho, shoot him enough times to kill him, and kill him before Lalo can kill him. Mm-hmm. And even though this is, you know, better cost old Breaking Bad, and we said this is very much, you know, prestige television, I myself at the time on the episode was like, I don't really buy the... Because Gus did all of that without any problems. I mean, he was panicked and everything, obviously he would be, and we don't often see that from Gus, so maybe that was the intention of, like, this was a bit more of a heightened situation for Gus, but the, the, it was the mechanics of the scene for me that didn't work in terms of, like, okay, it, surely he'd be fumbling around a bit for his gun, like, it's pitch black, and he has to pick it up, and then, like, it, once he gets up, does he, like, Lalo might have moved? Like, there was there was a few too many different things in that scene. So this email here is mainly focused on the Gus thing, I suppose. Uh, what did what did you think of the actual scene itself, the Gus and Lalo scene? I didn't really have any issues with, with that scene. I mean, you know, yes, we knew what was going to happen because we knew it was sort of set up. Uh, you know, we knew he put the, the gun down there because he'd, you know, he, he sort of stashed it away. So we knew it was there. Um, and we knew you knew from this scene that Gus had to survive. So you mm-hmm. knew the chances are that Lalo was going to die. So there is, there are issues in terms of the tension there. Um, like you say, it's a prequel. So it's not necessarily knowing what happened is how it happens. Um, but I, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of problems. With how they that out. Um, I, it's, um, I, I, I from by himself maybe was an odd choice, but I, it's um, 
I was all right generally with that scene. I think. Mm-hmm. See, I I thought the episode was great and great, but they're in the dark for me. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is last. I thought I had another email, two more emails, but I can only see one more here. So um, that's what I'm going to read out. Uh, even if a great singer um, doesn't hit all the high notes of the Star Spangled Banner, their performance can still be considered good. The same is true f- it for Kim in Fun and Games. Kim does a fine job in overall um, her closing speech to Jim, but there was one point she made that seemed a bit off key. Very uh, much. F- Winning to their shenanigans in relation to Howard. Sure, she does have fun uh, partnering up with Jimmy and uh, scamming slime balls like um, Ken wins uh, Switch season two episode one. I do not remember what happened in that episode. I I can't remember that far back. <laughs> uh, we weren't covering the show either. I was probably watching in a in a different way or something. Um, or helping decent people like Hugh stay out of prison. And then it says uh, season four episode eight. We probably did cover that one. Um, yes. So, yeah, whatever happened in that episode. The takedown of Howard was more than just fun. It was personal. This was revenge. I, I think you're right about that, certainly. Um, whilst I'm sure she didn't want to kill Howard, uh, obviously that wasn't the intention, the vengeful blaze against him um, burned as hot inside her as the fire inside gust towards the cartel. Her motivation? Question mark. Maybe it was because she felt Howard... Um, had hurt Jimmy, and this is brief season for episode two, or maybe she wanted um, Howard to pay for being condescending to her. And then it says season five, episode ten. I mean, overall, Howard was a bit of an ass and wasn't great towards Kim. I think that's the overall mm-hmm. message here. Uh, whatever the ge- the genius of the plot was, the same was not a game for her. Um, Kim didn't want to stop the schemes against Howard because. Uh, this was intended blood for blood and not just fun. Still a good performance in episode all around. And that is the last bit that I have here. I thought I had four emails from you, but uh, apparently only have three. So, that's that. Um, I think for Kim, this was both. Um, yeah. I think there was a part... I, I think also when the fun part got introduced, because you're talking about fun versus bl- and the blood for blood element, which I think is very interesting. Um, I think for her it was both. I think there's a certain amount of like this guy was an ass towards me and wasn't very nice and I want to get a bit of the blood for blood. But then I think when it got into the scheming stuff and like if you look at some of the scenes at the end of end of last season when they're in that hotel room and they're talking about like oh we could do this and we could do this. They're having fun with that. They're both having fun with that. Um, so I think those two things just I think they both both happened with Kim and they both combined. I think with I think for Jimmy it was more just fun. I don't think uh, there's part of Jimmy maybe that sort of had a bit of the blood for blood aspect, but I think with Jimmy it was more fun and games hmm. to to him possibly. You see, I I think for Jimmy it's his nature. You know, right. his yes. his nature is to 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 do things like that and come up with elaborate schemes as a way of trying to protect himself as sort of, you know, being able to point the finger at other people and, and and not him not being, you know, the object of suspicion for Kim. I think it is about the fun because, you know, she was, yeah, she, yeah, they both had reasons for, for, you know, Howard was a dick. They both had reasons for wanting to, to go after him. Um, you know, the particularly for the sandpiper money, which I mean would benefit both of them because you know if they got the sandpiper money, you know, because that was what the whole point was was to to get them to close that deal quicker. 
Um, and yeah, so they're setting up Howard and trying to sort of bring him down as well because you know he's a pompous, arrogant, you know, asked the pair of them. So, mm. but I don't think revenge was purely the motivation in no. that no. case. I think in both, it, it wasn't so much out and out, you know, malicious. It was them wanting to mess with him and she was having fun doing that. You know, yep. she, she broke out of her, her sort of um, stuffy kind of ways. And with Jimmy, Jimmy leads her down this path of, of, Oh, we could have fun with this scheming. And she starts to like that. However wrong she knows it is. Mm. She is, ha- she is having fun doing it. And you saw that when, Oh, was it the end of was it the end of last season where she does the sort of double you know the the better call soul kind yeah, of hand yeah. guns because he did it the you, season before yeah yeah and and you could see it's her being corrupted by him and she's starting mm-hmm. to see that and ultimately the outcome of that corruption is somebody dying which is not what she intended so it's the consequences of her actions and whilst I don't think she necessarily feels 100% bad that Howard's gone, I mean, somebody still did die from that, and Mm -hmm. that's bad, and she knows that's bad. So, and what was her just messing around, screwing with somebody, having fun, um, has really taken a sharp right turn and caused some serious damage. Mm. So, yeah, I, I I think her saying, you know, I was having too much fun doing it, I think he's absolutely accurate. Um, and she realises that, I mean, it depends on your definition of fun, but she realised mm. that, that she was enjoying, I mean, I think it's fair, probably rather than saying fun, it's fair to say she was enjoying that and realises that that is not a good thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. However, because she's trying to be a good person, she's trying to do the pro bono work, but then they've got this thing running on the side, which is her, you know, breaking free and trying to 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 do something that she is enjoying, even though she knows she shouldn't. And mm. that side of things, I think, is um, yeah, that that is her point, and her knowing that that is a dangerous situation to be in because whilst they're in each other's orbit, they will egg each other on to do more and more extreme things and it will get worse and somebody will end up dying. And Mm. and that's why they can't be together. Mm. Damn, what a show. Uh, The the depth of what we're discussing here is like pretty incredible, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we're not the ones that write it. We have other, you know, brilliant minds that write to, Right, this show. So, um, see, with as opposed to Jimmy, with the Howard, it was more oh, fun and games. We'll take him down. It'll be fun. And he roped, or well, kind of roped Kim, and then she roped herself into it. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Chuck, that was more blood for blood because I, I, there was genuine. There was scenes and parts of you know, previous seasons with Chuck where there was hatred there, and we, because I think in terms of the audience as well, I didn't hate. Howard I hated Chuck because Chuck was like the one Chuck was trying to kind of actively ruin Jimmy's life 
Yes. Um, and Howard wasn't, but they still saw Howard as an ass, and they went after him. So I think those two situations are interesting because with the with the Chuck stuff, it was more Jimmy's going after him, and then with the hat once that was kind of dealt with. Once Howard came into the equation and they decided to go after him, that was more like Kim is kind of having the fun here. But mm-hmm. Jimmy's right. Jimmy, Jimmy almost being the one that's kind of like tried to scale things back a bit and been like, oh, I've pushed Kim further. And of course, she has a realization of like, oh, you know, all this bad stuff has happened. Howard's dead. We didn't want, we didn't intend that to happen because it was never their intention. It was just to have fun and get him in trouble. He's dead. Okay, too many people have died. Like, it's too much bad stuff has happened. I still love this man. But too much bad stuff has happened, and he might not get out of the situation. But in order for the situation to finish and nobody else to get hurt, I have to, you know, leave. So, all very good, all very very good stuff. Uh, and again, we still have no idea what happens in the last three episodes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Reginald's last point still a, a good performance and episode all around. I mean, I said j- just going back to that breakup scene in six oh nine. The acting between Bob Odenkirk and Rhea Seahorn there is just, it, it's, well, it, it is Emmy worthy because they've both been nominated for Emmys. But, uh, yeah, they, I can't remember who's in those other categories for, like, because that's, I think, supporting actress and lead actor, I think, for, for those nominations. Yeah. And then the show itself has been nominated. You you look at a scene like that and you think, okay, give them Emmys based on that alone. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's brilliant absolutely brilliant i mean you've got other people who've done really well like i think zendaya got nominated i can't remember what category she'd probably be lead drama actress for euphoria zendaya yeah i mean not, that's not comedy, so uh, not comedy. Uh, yeah uh, i mean bob odenkirk he's this yeah this is uh so he's up against jason bateman uh brian cox ozark uh, for Ozark, Brian Cox for Succession, oh. Lee Jung Jae for um, Squid Game, Adam Scott for Severance, and Jeremy Strong for Succession. Um, mm. uh, I'm just trying to have you seen Succession? Uh, have you Have you seen any episodes of Succession? Uh, I I have I haven't but not um, not since the. Um, first season okay so um yeah let me just see if i can find rear seahorn uh she is okay so rear seahorn subs for supporting actress against patricia arquette for severance julie gardner for ozark junho yon for squid game christina ricci for yellow jackets uh jason with cameron for succession sarah snook for succession and sydney sweetney for euphoria hmm so, one. I mean, the thing that Better Call Saul possibly has going for it is, I mean, it depends whether they're being nominated for season five or season six, because they may be nominated for season five. So in which case there is potentially a new, um, th- there is potentially one more time that they can get nominated. Okay. But the one thing that yeah. this might have going for it is if this is for season six, this is the last time that they can get nominated for it. So yeah. that may, may skew it slightly um it would be nice if succession doesn't just sweep the boards again because that's kind of dull so <laughs> mm, like how game of thrones used to yes yeah so anyway lots of interesting discussion points of course you know get yourselves involved right in if you had slight problems with the episode that's fine we're, we're all here to just have opinions and agree or disagree nobody's right or nobody's wrong reginald had some problems with the episodes i had similar problems david did or didn't 
Uh, but it's all just discussion, so feel free to write in, don't be afraid. And uh, hey, let's enjoy these last three episodes of this amazing show. I'm sure it will be quite something to finish this off. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Take a look out for those. Uh, so for all that, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can listen to more episodes that we've done, either on the places I've just mentioned, uh, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, entertainmenttalk.org. For all those podcasts, you can also just simply tell other people. Just say, hey, there's this thing called entertainment talk. They cover this stuff, and here you go. Uh, so just tell other people, or you can use social media, share the episodes around on those uh, places, and let other people know. You can also support us through Patreon, one dollar, three, five dollar, ten dollar level tier for the ad-free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. But of course, you can always just simply listen to the episodes that's still supporting us. So thank you for still listening uh, and all that. So that's how you can support Entertainment Talk. Uh, David, you run a website called GeekTown.co.uk. That's for TV and film news. And GeekTown Radio is back. Uh, what's going on with uh, GeekTown these days? So- uh, yeah, lots of stories going up on geektown.co.uk, so that's on the main website. There's air dates coming up. We've got the air date list still running up on there, so uh, things coming in for August now, so we've got things coming up on there. There's a post highlighting things for stuff on Paramount Plus and on Disney Plus for August, so you can go and check that out. Geektown Radio came back this week as well with Matt as co-host. We talked about uh, the Marvel panel at SDCC. We talked a bit about medical science on there as well we talked also about the avengers campus over in uh, disney's california adventure in uh, la because i that was where i was away at so we talked a bit about my experience over there doing that and we also talked about miss marvel and strange new worlds and vampire academy and black mirror and a whole bunch of other things as well so that's uh, geek town radio episode 349 you can go and find that wherever you get your podcasts right now um just search for geek town radio and of course go to geektown.co.uk as well for all that stuff excellent um i'm still catching up with tv from june <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still watching Umbrella Academy, but uh, all in good time, all in good time. Yeah, you know, there's nothing to watch these days, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, air dates, TV, film news, casting news, all that sort of stuff. Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. If you want to find Bex as well, who's involved with all this stuff, uh, you can find her streaming uh, very regularly. She does uh, retro gaming, she does chat streams. I think she streams with uh, Jason Bradbury at times. She does Tomb Raider stuff. Uh, Trista Bytes. You can find her streaming on Twitch, and you can also find her on Twitter and Instagram, making various different posts and doing all the fun stuff that she's doing. You can also find me streaming different games and things over on Twitch at eTalk UK. And if you miss the streams, the FIFA career mode episodes, or the game clips, I put some multiverses stuff up as well. You can find all that archived on YouTube entertainment talk plays just remember to manually check it because youtube doesn't work uh so check out all that video that's sort of game content and stuff over on youtube entertainment talk plays thank you very much for listening and we'll see you for not quite the penultimate episode but the one before that one next week thanks for listening and goodbye goodbye